Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear blueberry and cream pies have been spotted at McDonald's? You know, the little hot ones that come out of the oven and they got a little uh-huh. holder for it. Yeah, yeah. I watched a TikTok of them coming out of the oven and my mouth started watering. <laughs> Second, if you and the kids would eat these uh, goldfish crackers, see if you would. Frank's Red Hot Goldfish Crackers. They have notes of vinegar and aged cayenne pepper and just the right blend of flavor and heat. But you got to get them fast or just for a limited time. And finally, in the world of food, think it would be fun to drive the Oscar Minor we- Oscar Minor. <laughs> why am I saying minor? Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile. They're accepting Wiener. applications from recent that college grads who are looking for adventure. <laughs> I wonder how that looks on a resume. Oh, yeah. My first job right out of school was I, I drove the Wiener Mobile. If you're looking for somebody that's willing to do just about anything, right? You need that. <laughs> Everybody true. needs that person on their staff, right? Yeah. Somebody needs to be at the office at 3 a.m. to let the cleaning guys in. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs that guy, right? Hey, did you go on a road trip over the holidays? Coming up, check out what happened to this family. Hey, did you take any road trips to visit family over the holidays? Check out what happened to this family. A husband and wife were traveling when they stopped. uh, He stopped for a bathroom break. Now, picture this. It's the middle of the night, pitch dark, middle of nowhere. So he just stopped on the side of the road. Wasn't a rest area or anything. Okay. Got back in the car, drove 100 miles not realizing he had left his wife behind. (laughs) He thought she was asleep under a blanket in the back seat. He didn't realize uh, that she had gotten out to go too. And she had to walk 13 miles to get help. When she got to the police station, she couldn't remember her husband's cell number. So they called her phone like 20 times until he finally noticed it was ringing and he raced back to get her. They've been happily married for 27 years until now. Right, to this point, right? <laughs> and you know those people in your life that are so resilient, no matter what happens, they're like, all right, well, God's got me. This, how do they do this it? This will happen. This mm. will be fine. That is my mom. I can't wait to tell you how she has been since losing her husband of 60 years in mm. just a minute. So we're talking about those people in our lives that are just so resilient, so full of faith. And um, some of you may know uh, my dad passed away Last week, and I'm going to be paying tribute to him specifically in a a little bit. But I wanted to tell you for a minute about my mom. She was married to my dad for 60 years. They just celebrated their 60th this Mm. past summer in June. And um, watching her say goodbye or so long, shall I say, to her husband of 60 years has probably been one of the most most faith-filled things I've ever witnessed. Mm. Um, My mom was caregiver to my dad who has MS and um, she just lovingly cared for his every need by the end. uh, I love how my husband describes it and just, he just says Stephen Hawking. That's my dad. Mm. He could talk Mm -hmm. and he could eat, but somebody had to feed him. Um, And so my mom had to do everything for him. And you know, you just don't know what it's going to be like that day. You know, you 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 pray that God would take my dad first because my mom was the one. Mm-hmm. He, he she was his person. I mean, I can't tell you how many times a day you would if you visited my parents, you would hear from the bedroom, Sandra, 
Mm-hmm. He always drew it out like that. Mm-hmm. Sandra. And he was so in love with her all the way to the end. He was in the hospital and my my niece was saying, Papa, what are you looking at? What, are you looking out the window? No, I'm looking at Sandra. She is so beautiful. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and he, you know, my mom, I just... I can't get over her strength in this past week. She keeps saying things like, how can I be upset? God gave my sweetheart his dream. He's talked about heaven for years. Mm. And now his dream has come true. Mm. And um, her voice will crack like mine is right now. But man, she's been so strong. It's just been like nothing short of miraculous to watch how filled with the Holy Spirit she is and just how faithful she was to my dad to the very very end Mm. and um and even beyond and honoring him now that he's gone you know with her actions and how she's speaking about him and her strength it's just literally one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen what a gift for your dad too that everybody got to be there for him yeah at the end you know that's that's a story for sure yeah 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 i need to tell you that it's yeah it's such such a blessing we will keep your mom and all you guys in our prayers. Thank I mean, it's, it's tough. Been down that road. It is hard. Isn't it interesting when you um, say goodbye to someone, you think about heaven so much more mm. than you normally do. And you think about that day when all sorrow and mourning will disappear. And uh, one of the things that my mom did that was just so full of faith that just all of us five daughters were in awe of her is um, she was ready already uh, late in the week, days after my dad passed to go ahead and make sure somebody else can use his medical equipment. Mm. He's got a handicapped wheelchair that you use in the shower. He's got an electric scooter. Um, He's got this thing called a Hoyer lift, which anyone in the medical profession knows that lifts someone who can't move from a bed to a chair and Mm. back again. And she just really kept asking my oldest sister, Suzanne, has Suzanne called? Has she, is is that going to be donated? And when are they Mm. coming to get it? And she said, she got her voice choked with tears and she said, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it amazing to know your dad doesn't need any of this anymore? Mm. His body is perfect. It's no longer broken with MS. Mm. And she was just like euphoric. You should have seen the joy on her face. It was so beautiful. Wow. What a week you guys have been through. Hey, do you know someone who hates talking on the phone, but you're fine with it. That could mean a new business venture for you. Check this out. A woman named Mary Jane created a company called The Phone Lady, and she charges people big bucks to train you to overcome your phone phobia. She started the business 16 years ago for young people who never learned a thing about talking on the phone, so it scares them. I mean, think about it. When we were kids, mom and dad would say, okay, I want you to call and order the pizza, little Taylor. You can do it. Here's how Here's how you do it. And then and then you learn how to say, uh, just a minute, please. Let me see if I can get my mom for you. Like you learn that stuff when you're little. Yeah. Well, kids these days, they're not learning any of that. They don't even talk to their own mother on the phone. So this lady, Mary Jane, the phone lady, she charges $480 an hour for one-on-one coaching and 365 bucks for 30-minute webinars as part of a seven-part program. What? What? what why are we still doing radio? <laughs> We need to go train people how to talk on the phone. Right, it pays a lot better. That's, that's for sure. So we've all seen those progressive insurance commercials, right? The mm-hmm. They teach you not to become your parents. Oh, yeah. Well, I came up with a genius idea. The reverse of that. 
how to teach you not to become your kids. We're going to talk <laughs> okay. about that next. So uh, we've all seen those commercials, the progressive insurance, uh, don't become your parents, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's yep. classes teaching you how not to become your parents. Like uh, one of my favorites is there's there's a guy who turns around, people are in line behind him and they're all kind of disorganized. He goes, come on, people, let's, let's, let's sharpen this line up, right? <laughs> I'll even catch myself and look over at my sister and go, oh. <gasps> I was just being that progressive commercial. I can't right. believe I just did that or said that. So let's turn this on its head. We were out to dinner the other night. It was me and my wife. And uh, we went out to celebrate my son Kyle's and her birthday. Because his is on the 3rd. Hers is the 10th. So we said, let's just go out to fancy dinner. We'll celebrate birthdays. So it was five of us, including uh, Kyle and his fiance. And she used a word. And I stopped her mid-sentence. I said, hang on. Before you continue, t- tell me what that word means. And she said, oh, I went for a run and I looked down at my my Apple Watch and it was totally bricked. And I was so disappointed. And I was like, "What? What does that mean? Bricked?" It was totally bricked. She goes, "Oh, it wasn't working. It wasn't functioning. Bricked." I didn't know. Right, right, and right. I, right. I, I I just got an Apple Watch. So I said, "Well, this applies to anything. Like if your car won't start, man, my car mm-hmm. is bricked." So I was like, "I'm so going to use that word as and in up on bricks, kind of like whatever it is." I was it's... thinking basketball, like when you take a shot and playing basketball, and it's it's like not even close to me. Oh man, I would throw a brick. But here's here's the thing. Um, earlier in the evening, she and I had decided our word for 2023 is going to be lovely because no one uses that word oh, to I have describe a friend stuff. Who uses it to uh-huh. describe people, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. She'll go. Oh, they were such lovely people. Right, so that's what we're going to do. So so I, at that point, started using the word bricked and lovely in almost every sentence for the rest of the evening, driving everyone completely insane. Oh, no. Becoming the reverse of the progressive commercial. I became the kids at the table. No, you did not. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> you were totally being the progressive commercial, like, times 100. Well, you're saying I bricked it? so uh, there you go you can start using those words yourself today bricked and lovely okay here's a question for you did you get anybody in your life Mm -hmm. new technology for christmas Mm. and was it up to you to teach them how to use it (laughs) we're going to talk about that next how about you did you buy anyone some new technology for christmas but then it was up to you to teach them how to use that technology, to set up the technology. It's it's quite the gift. It's a lot more than just the device or the membership fee or whatever else. And that was the truth in our family. My husband, Glenn, thank God this was his idea, not mine. He came up with the idea to get his parents uh, one of those Apple TVs and then to give them a subscription to YouTube TV uh, because his dad really likes watching golf. They just they hadn't been able to access many things at all let, from let me, their TV. Let me guess. They pull it out of the box and it goes, where do we plug in the antenna? <laughs> <laughs> so he did the big giant setup the night we gave it to him and and his sister helped him and his parents were getting passwords out of notebooks <laughs> hey we what's wrong with that oh, we do that okay and so anyway <laughs> how's he gonna remember him he gets it all set up and then he's given his dad this a lesson and his mom a lesson on the remote and here's how you do it and everything we go to bed that night pretty late it was like midnight because mm-hmm. they were up so late dealing with all this technology we get up my husband says he comes upstairs his dad's in the living room with the remote in his hand and the first thing he said isn't good morning son or anything it's just 
I messed this whole thing up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, what happened? He goes, I, I think I rented a movie that I didn't want to rent. I don't, I don't. And he and his sister, when they were setting it up, they're like, we don't need passwords on renting movies because there's no children around. My mm. parents aren't going to rent. Well, he had not just rented the movie. He had bought the movie <laughs> and it was called A Violent Christmas. <laughs> talk to them and say uh yeah i just bought my parents this my mom's right here it's her account and he thought he was gonna have to do all this verification the lady just goes oh yeah what's the name of the movie and he has to say a violent christmas again and she's like oh, okay I, I i just credited your account it was like 28 dollars right, she probably was like are you sure he doesn't want it because when they get to violent christmas seven eight and nine it's really good i didn't even know it was a real movie Oh, we laughed. We te- once you got over the you know initial frustration and the charges were dropped. We laughed so hard. It was just we'll never let him forget it. <laughs> I think I saw the saddest meme ever, <laughs> and it has to do with the Cookie Monster. Cookies. We love the Cookie Monster. So it's a picture of the Cookie Monster, and he's sitting on a bench, looking. You see him from behind. He's looking contemplatively out at the ocean, and he thinks to himself. Without cookies, am I just a monster? (laughs) Deep thoughts with Sesame Street. It's sad and funny all at the same time. You guys have heard me talk about my dad for years on the show. Um, He has MS and um, his body is completely broken down to the point where he couldn't even feed himself anymore. And my mom was mostly his caregiver, but there were a few other, there were three beautiful, amazing women that would come in just for about four or five hours a day. Mm-hmm. And they would give my dad a shower and help him with some other um, personal things and just give my mom just a slight little break in the mornings. I was on the phone with my mom called me on the morning of December 31st. And she's like, hi, honey. She calls everyone honey. And she couldn't remember if I was still with Glenn's family for the holidays or if I was back home. And I said, oh, no, we're still with Glenn's family. And she's like, oh, I couldn't remember. And then all of a sudden she goes, honey, I got to go. And I kind of thought I heard the caregiver in the background. And it went with the most harrowing about 30, 40 minutes of my life. Because you think like, well, maybe there was just like. I don't know. Something knock at that, the door or something. Knock at the door. I, I mean, I thought I heard the caregiver yell, but I wasn't sure. And you hope like maybe there was just a mess that needed mm. to be cleaned up and uh, found out that while the caregiver was showering my dad, um, he somehow just he's, you know, he's like Stephen Hawking. He can't do anything. He fell out of the chair mm. and hit his head in two places. And the they called 911 and they were rushing him to the ER and um, my dad had, uh, we got the diagnosis after an MRI that he had a brain bleed mm. and then it moved to the other side of his brain. Um, and then we got word that, um, that they were sending him home and getting hospice nurses. And we knew um, it was time to come say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And um, so I hopped on a plane and um, it was so hard for everyone to, you know, hurry up and just get there. 
and one sister drove. And um, so we all were able to have this precious time with dad. I, I stroked his hair a lot. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I talked real loud in his ear because, you know, they didn't have his hearing aids in, but they said the last thing to go is the hearing. So I was like, dad, mm. you're the best dad ever. I love you so much. And just tried to say everything I wanted to say. Mm. He had been talking about heaven for so many years. And he wanted to be there so badly. Mm. And we didn't want to see him suffer for two more days or three more days. And um, my mom ran in at like 529 a.m. and said, it's time. And we ran down the hall and, and my mom was able to just tell him how much she loves him. And he took his last breath. And mm. um, wow. And it, it's it's so hard for us because we're hurting so much. But my mom has been so strong. And she said, how can I be upset? My lover, my sweetheart got his dream. He wanted to be with Jesus. And now he's there. Mm. And she, wow. her faith has meant so much to her five daughters and the mm-hmm. rest of the family through this whole thing. It's just been unbelievable. And the biggest thing I just want to say to anyone Um, if you could just, maybe my dad could inspire you if you've been ignoring Jesus and his love for you and that he has his arms out stretched for you and he died on the cross for your sins. And you know that you, he's waiting for you Mm. to accept that forgiveness and accept that love. Do it today and honor my dad. Mm. And that you have that same assurance that you know where you're going, Mm. that you're going to be with him in paradise. Coming up in just a minute, have you been riveted by Buffalo Bill's Damar Hamlin's story? Coming up, check out what these kids are doing to help. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Have you been praying for Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills as he recovers from cardiac arrest? Man, such a riveting story from the prayer for him live on ESPN. It's on my heart that I want to pray for It is. Damar Hamlin right, right, right now. I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard. To his very first Instagram post over the weekend about how his doctors said he won the game of life. And now this. Check this out. Little school kids in Cincinnati are making him cards. About 40 schools got together in the letter-writing campaign organized by Sarah Taylor, the wife of Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. She got it started at the Catholic school where her kids go. And the cards were delivered on Sunday the 6th. Mm. So DeMar got this huge hunkin' bag of cards. Bag of love, <laughs> yeah, because of all these little kiddos. You know what's great about all this, too, is so many times you'll see people commenting on social media, like, thoughts and prayers. We don't need any more thoughts and prayers. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's praying. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's okay. So It's that, awesome. Yeah, on it's ESPN. A, I know, Amazing. right? It's really cool. So, Taylor, it's the time of the year when everybody sees the credit card bill. From their super fun Christmas they just oh, no. had. <laughs> Ouch. You had let's, to bring that up. Let's talk about that next. Okay, so it's the time of the season when the credit card bills start arriving from the awesome Christmas that you had. And it's so funny with my wife and I. We both sit there in shock and go, I don't know how it got so high. What did you spend it on? We both say that to each other. Oh, no. And then we'll go through the credit card statement and go, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was a really good meal. But wow. Whew, that was expensive. <laughs> but then you can go, well, good. Look how generous we were. Right. And we can. With you know, all the gifts we gave. The whole battle of experience or gifts. You can go, 
Well, we did experiences, but they weren't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about kind of the aftermath of Christmas. Kevin was mentioning getting those credit card bills from Mm -hmm. all the giving that you did. Um, For me, it's um, trying to zip my jeans. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I got so used to every evening in December, like, Ooh, what delicious Christmas treat am I going to have tonight? And now you're like, wait, 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 we can't keep doing that. Like every single night, carrot sticks and celery sticks. (laughs) You know, if I put a little salt on them, maybe it'll be like having Uh, a chip. (laughs) Have you been having vivid dreams lately? Hmm. Google searches of the words vivid dreams are up 240%. Hmm. A doctor is weighing in on why you're having vivid dreams and what they mean. People who go to bed late and get up early, get up late, uh, you're actually more prone to have vivid dreams. But uh, here are a couple other factors. When it's really chilly in your bedroom, you have deeper, better quality sleep. And then that gives you more vivid dreams. If you eat close to bedtime, you're more likely to have nightmares. Huh. Having dreams about financial stress, work, or relationships can often be linked to stress and anxiety without you knowing. And they say doing some things like relaxing and calming down before bedtime might help if you're having stressful, vivid dreams. Hmm. I, I don't, uh, that cold temperature, deeper sleep thing, not with me. Oh, really? If it's cold, it wakes me, it'll wake me up, and then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, man, I woke up, and I got to go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so it cold. It spirals, yeah. Oh, the funny. The spirals. I need it, I need it, like, the warmer, the toastier, the better. You're like my roommate in college. She loved it hot. I like it. I sleep deeper when it's cold, for mm. sure. Mm. And Tracy likes it cooler. So she was like, like, last night, she had a sheet. A tank top and like shorts, like pajama sh- set that she went to bed in. That's I'd it. On, I had on sweatpants, a long sleeve shirt, uh, the sheet, and two blankets, and I had them <laughs> pulled up to my chin when I first got in because I was so cold. So yeah, we're just we're just opposites That's like that. Funny. Hey, do you love your job so much that you just can't picture retiring? Coming up, check out this guy. Hey, do you love your job so much that you just can't picture retiring? Check out this guy. Dr. Howard Tucker from Cleveland was awarded the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest practicing doctor. He's 100 years old. Wow. But wait, there's more. He's on TikTok giving advice like this. These are three things I would never do as a doctor. I would never smoke. I'd never jump on a trampoline. I wouldn't ride a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) He's amazing. He received a second degree in law. He's a World War II Navy veteran and served as the chief of neurology for the Atlantic fleet during the Korean War. Wow. And guess what? His wife is 89. She's a psychoanalyst and has no plans of retiring either. Mm. (laughs) What a couple. Imagine all the the medical discoveries and changes he's seen. I mean, when he started his practice... There were probably, you know, illnesses and disease. It was just like, I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah. You know, game over. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, I'll write your prescription. You'll be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Just the changes that that man has witnessed and just in the years he's practiced just must be awesome. Yeah. He should write a book. He should. He's totally write a book. Okay, Kev, you know how you always say with your um, with your family, you got to mark the occasion. You got to do it. Got to celebrate the big events. Absolutely. Well, um, I have taken that to heart with something in my life. I'll tell you what we did in just a minute. So, Kev, you and your family are so good about mark the occasion, mark the occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't care how we're late. We're out on a school night. We're celebrating the report cards tonight. Absolutely. Uh, well, we did that with my friend Andrea. Our listeners have been praying for her. She, um, not long after we became friends, 
was diagnosed with a tumor at the right. uh, base of her her head, like right on her, on her spine, mm. and she had to have this major five hour surgery with three surgeons, and it was very scary. She could have come out of it paralyzed and. God answered prayers and she's doing great. Well, she went in for a follow-up MRI, yeah. which is awful because she's so petrified of being inside that tube. Mm. Um, but we got the results and it was perfection. It was no so kidding. clean. Oh, that's So great. the four of us, she and her husband and me and Glenn went out and celebrated that night so we could mark the occasion. That's so great. Good advice, Kev. Hey, when was the last time you owed your other half an apology This guy from Maine is either the bravest or the most foolish husband in the world. He compiled a list of the things he's had to apologize to his wife for lately and made it into a TikTok video. (laughs) It's like his greatest hits of apologies. Went upstairs for the night without announcing it. I applied the brakes in order to save our lives. When I sprained my ankle, I had a walking boot and I was limping too loudly up the stairs. He said one time wow. he uh, he had too much breath. His warm breath got on his wife. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Like Either his wife isn't on TikTok or she's got a really good sense of humor. That was passive aggressive with the emphasis on aggressive. <laughs> yes. Wow. What are you thinking, bro? <laughs> uh-uh. I was shocked. Shocked. Uh-uh.